Hello and welcome back to iZombie Radio. This is Season 1, Episode 6 of our show rewatch slash review slash whatever we decide to call this. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Back from the Dead. Uh, I was missing last week. Uh, I'm Sean. Uh, I had a really bad cough last week, so I couldn't speak. And I now can, as you can tell. <laughs> and with me are my three lovely co-hosts, Chris, Blaze, and Katrina. Say hello, everyone. Hello. Hello, everyone. <laughs> and how are you guys doing tonight? Uh, Tired, man. Better now that I'm Busy. here. <laughs> yeah, Katrina was almost late because of the lame dro, as we call it yep. here in SoCal. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so we've got like two small, small, small pieces of news. Uh, the first one, as of we're recording this on the 11th, Tuesday, uh, I think it was yesterday that was uh, Rose McIver's birthday, if yep, I'm not October, mistaken. October 10th. I don't know. I was the one who made the tweet, so I should be the one to know, but... Life got in the way, <laughs> so I have no idea what day it is anymore, yeah, <laughs> other than what's on my computer. So, yeah. it was uh, it was yesterday, October tenth. Yes, ah, yes, it was. So she celebrated it, and she's the she's twenty eight now. I want to say. Uh, yes. All right. It's <laughs> my age. <laughs> uh, just reminds me of how young I am compared to you three. I'm a yeah. baby. I'm a baby. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Granted, I made a tweet earlier saying that I was one when the Power Rangers movie, the first one, came out. Oh. So made people feel real old. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, yeah. Uh, and then but, the second uh, piece of news. Oh well, Chris? I yeah, sure. Well, I just wanted to say. Uh, pretty quickly, if you haven't seen like Rose's Instagram and Twitter, uh, she posted some cool stuff from her birthday. Uh, like one was like a birthday cake with like it was like a piece of broccoli on it, and uh, <laughs> or not, it, or I should have said the birthday cake, the icing was it made it look like broccoli. Uh, anyway, so yeah, there's some fun stuff there, and if you hadn't been, you know, if you're an iZombie fan, you haven't tweeted her already to wish her happy birthday. It's a day late, or I guess when you're listening to this, a few days late, but go for it anyway. But, uh, but yeah, um, so there's some fun stuff on there. And then, yeah, our second uh, news story, this is obviously a little more uh, major because it has to do uh-huh. with us. Ah, ha, ha, yeah. <laughs> I, Very I funny. To- I was definitely going for it. Um, thank you. Uh, but uh, it has to do with season three of the show and some casting news. Um, so if any of you guys were fans, any of you listeners were fans of, uh, Rob Thomas's other, you know, little show called Veronica Mars, um, the, uh, actor Jason Doring from the show will be, um, joining iZombie in season three. Uh, his first episode, according to entertainment weekly will be episode eight, uh, which is titled eat a Knievel. And, uh, He'll be making uh, his debut as Chase Graves, who is the brother-in-law and uh, of Vivian Stoll, who we who's played by Andrea Savage. We met her in the season two finale. 
And he's also uh, kind of he's described as part of the Fillmore Graves hierarchy. So um, he should kind of it seems like he's, you know, he's kind of coming in a little after that midpoint of season three, you know, after the, the 13 episodes. And so it looks like he might be kind of perhaps like the real big bad. Uh, for this season if he has to do with Fillmore Graves. So, uh, yeah, I guess, what did you guys think of the casting news and and kind of what are your expectations for the character? Blaze, let's start with you. Um, well, I haven't watched uh, Veronica Mars, so I'm not really familiar with him as an actor, um, so I can't really comment on that. But He's he's pretty good. He's uh, just saying from what I've seen, because I've watched a few episodes of Veronica Mars uh, he was on the originals last season, and then he's also in an episode of Supernatural. So, just in case anyone, I don't know if anyone's watched any of that, but sorry, continue. Um, yeah, but I think it's a pretty cool, um, like, tidbit of news, you know. That's definitely some n- nice additional insight into, I guess, like, the players that are going to enter into the show next season, so... It's an exciting development to look forward to. Very true. Very cool. Um, Sean, what do you think, man? Well, with the last name of Graves, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure he's involved with Fillmore Graves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just going out on a limb here. Yeah, uh, if, the, if the character description didn't give it away, the name definitely did. <laughs> I mean, last name is Graves. It's kind of, kind of sinister sounding. So, I wonder if Fillmore Graves is actually like the name of a person as well, like his dad or his grandpa, because that would, that'd just be the icing on the cake right there of just perfect names. <laughs> but <laughs> what were you gonna say, Chris? Oh no, I'm thinking that's definitely more than likely the case. I think that like even if like the Fillmore isn't like an actual first name of somebody that he is definitely like the second in command, like maybe his dad's running the whole show or his dad did or um I don't know, I'm just really curious and I don't mean to cut you off with this about like cuz we know that uh Vivian's a zombie, so I will he is. That's that's kind of what I was mm-hmm curious about too so I, I don't know sean do you think he might be or possibly i mean again anything is possible with the show at this point because of what happened at the end of season two so it's up in the air he could just be a zombie sympathizer or in the weird twist of events they may throw in the half zombies just for fun um just okay. to throw a little wrinkle into the plan, because uh, that's what I would do. Just because no one would see it coming except for me, because <laughs> I'm the only one who thinks of like half breeds. Maybe because I did just watch Constantine and the movie, and it deals with half breeds. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know the actor. I mean, other than his. Because you mentioned Supernatural, and it sort of was like, oh, that's right, he was in Supernatural. Can't remember what who he was in Supernatural. He, uh, he played uh, Elliot Ness, I'm pretty sure, in the one episode where Dean goes back 
and with the Untouchables. Okay. All right. Yeah, it's one of the Supernatural's time travel episodes. <sighs> one of those. Yeah. <laughs> they're they're usually really good. It's just sometimes they just don't make sense. And uh, granted, it's a time travel thing. Time travel not supposed to make sense. Nah, but that's for a different podcast, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's for another another day. Uh, didn't watch Veronica Mars. It's on the queue of the million shows Sean needs to watch. I'm still compiling the definitive list at the moment, and we'll post it as soon as it is a definitive list. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, and then, Katrina, I know we've, we've already hit on probably a lot of the things, but what... Uh, first of all, do you know Jason Doring's work at all? Have you seen him in anything? And then, um, what do you think he could he could bring to the show? Well, I really liked him in uh, Veronica Mars. He had a very unique sense of charisma, and I think that that's obviously perfect for Eye Zombie. It's definitely within the the voice of the show, and uh, and we do have a bad guy role to fill now that that our our antagonists have kind of been incapacitated in several ways uh, or killed. Uh, I think it would be really cool also to see uh, Blaine have to answer to him um, because of that relation. So that's what I'm excited for because Blaine already has a lot of cool setups going on this season with uh, where he is uh, as far as his mindset goes and, and with uh, Peyton and Ravi. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited to kind of see uh, if he gets involved with this new character, too. Very cool. Um, and, yeah, I've kind of pretty much, you know, I kind of agree with everything that everyone said. Um, it would be interesting to see if Blaine kind of gets pulled into this whole thing or or, or what. Uh, I mean, you, you never know. I mean, because he's not a zombie anymore, who knows, but... I mean, I'm sure he'll get mixed up in it somehow. But, uh, but yeah. Um, anyway, I'll let you, uh, let's go. Sean, I'll let you get back to, uh, posting dues here. I pretty much said everything I wanted to say. I'm excited, I'm excited that he's, uh, he's going to be a part of, the, you know, at least the, the cast for the back half of the season. And, uh, like Katrina said, I, I like his, the charisma he brings to every role I've seen him in, so. It, it seems cool. It seems like it's going to be fun having, having a bad guy again because as soon as Vaughn sort of kind of had his brains eaten you know I kind of felt bad for the guy but that's not we'll get we'll get (laughs) we'll get to that when we get to that episode in the near to far future whatever I don't know Um, but moving right along uh, we're going to go into our last character prediction for our main characters. Um, we're probably not going to do side characters because, honestly, who really cares? Uh, I'm kidding. There's, there's, <laughs> there's too many of them. Yeah, we could have a whole podcast about that. Like a whole <laughs> podcast separate from iZombie Radio, which is the iZombie Radio 2, all about the extras. <laughs> I just I want to know what's gonna happen what next. <laughs> I just want to know what's gonna happen next with Johnny Frost, man. That's all I care about. Um. <laughs> Probably something of the dubious and sexual nature. Yeah. 
because he always seems to be getting himself into those situations. (laughs) (sighs) And to think he was once a janitor at a middle school. Oh, wait, that's just the actor. (laughs) Anyways, uh, so the last character that we have to do any sort of predictions on is, if I'm not mistaken, Peyton? Peyton Charles? Assistant Hmm. Assistant DA Peyton Charles, played by the lovely Ali Mashalka. Damn. Who was once best known for her role in Phil of the Future. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) And that one really weird movie that had Count Dooku in it as the main villain. Now you see now you see it. But we don't remember that movie for that specific reason. Yeah, I watched that... a lot of decal movies as a child, so. <laughs> Wait, which one was it? Which one was it again? My the uh... magic one. Now oh you see yeah, it? or now you yeah. see me. Wasn't she? Yeah, now you see me. She was in the one. I have to look it up now. I mean, let's let's talk about Peyton while I look it up. <laughs> but uh, she okay. she was she was she was in the one. Uh, it was like the like a, almost like a what's it called. Uh, like, they went out to a farm or something. Anyway, like I said, talk about the actual character <laughs> while I look this up. But, uh... <sighs> and this is why I'm here, to get us completely off topic for no other reason than because it's fun. <laughs> oh, God, yeah, and she was, she was in Hellcats. Oh, man, sorry. I'm going through her. Go ahead. You guys, someone start. I'm going through her whole okay, filmography so... now. <laughs> Assistant DA Peyton Charles. She was pretty much non-existent in season two. In terms of just being there, uh, uh, what? You think she, you think she was non-existent? No, I, it's a joke. She oh, was there. <laughs> she was there, but not in the capacity that we wanted her to be. So it, for me, it felt like she was just kind of non-existent for a good chunk of the series, the season. Like they didn't even bring up the fact. Huh? I wonder what Peyton's up to right now. She's just. Off doing her own thing, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But she's been confirmed as a series regular for season three, so means more Peyton. And from what we got from Comic-Con, there's supposedly a Law & Order-esque episode or two coming down the pipeline for season three. Ah. I think... Yeah, where Blaine and, or not Blaine, sorry, Clive and Liv solve a case, and then Peyton, like, tries that case within the same episode or something along those lines, yeah. Dun dun! Yeah. So, let's start off with you, Katrina. How, what do you want to see out of Peyton in season three? Uh, well, obviously I'd like to see more Peyton, but I feel like we've been promised that already. Um, and, and I really like that. I, I, I'm a big stickler for female friendships on TV, and I really appreciate all of the relationships that Liv has with, with, with the guys of the show. I think it's really cool to see so many friendships blossom between men and women because, like, it's dumb and people are like men and women can't be friends so it's nice to see that they can but it's also really great when Liv and and Peyton just get to sit down and 
and be the sister-like best friends that they, they are because Peyton is so often that central, uh, solid, firm object in, in, in Liv's life that kind of brings her back into reality amidst all of the crazy stuff she gets to, into with the guys. And now Peyton's getting into that crazy stuff. So I think it's going to be really interesting to see not only... Uh, it's going to be exciting to see not only uh, more Liv and Peyton moments, but it's also going to be interesting to see how Peyton reacts now that she's truly in it. You know? Awesome, awesome. Uh, Blaze? Yeah, I definitely agree with what Katrina said. Like, I think I'm looking forward to watching her relationship with just, like, all the characters aside from Liv um, and Major, I would say, like, more. the She's obviously, like, going to be connecting with both Ravi and Blaine. Um, so that'll be, like, really good and interesting if it's handled well. And then I'm actually, like, really excited to see her interact with Clive more because I feel like they're, um, like, semi-similar in terms of, like, what they know about zombies and their, like, how much they've been introduced to this world. Um, So I think it'll be, like, that'll be, like, a really interesting relationship to watch develop. Um, But, yeah, I, I just am excited to add even more Peyton, like, and of her presence to the show, and just, like, have her on screen and everything, because she is a major part of the show, and always great, so, I think... We'll finally have that DC show that has the DA do DA stuff. Right? (laughs) That's pretty funny. That'll, uh... But yeah, no, exactly, and that's, like, it only adds to the amount, like, it just gives them more, uh, to pull from and use as, like, a character and an on-screen presence, so. I'm pumped. Alrighty. Yeah. Um, so, as am I. Uh, Chris? Um, yeah, I, you know, I echo pretty much everything that, uh, Blaze and Katrina, uh, said, and, I mean, I... I, I don't know. I mean, I personally thought, and I, I wasn't trying to, like, you know, argue with you, <laughs> but I, I personally thought she had a, a bigger role in season two and kind of felt that. Like, obviously, she's gone for a little bit before she returns and uh, she and Liv reconcile, but everything with Mr. Boss and um, how that tied into everything involving Liv and Clive as well, and then obviously, it you know, it brought her into Blaine's orbit, too. Um, I don't know. I thought they did a they did a good job with Peyton in season two. Obviously, I mean, I love Ali Mashaka, so there's never going to be enough Ali Mashaka on my screen. But because um, I think she's a really she's a really good actress, and she does a lot of things well. Like Rose, she does like she plays comedy so well in this show. Um, and I hope uh, to really see more of that, you know, with with the Live and Peyton friendship. And I also want to see Peyton helping live on cases more like we got in the, uh, the one episode in season two, the, uh, was it pour some sugar on me zomb- or pour some sugar zombie? The one where lives yeah. the scripter. Yeah. I mean, I don't oh, need, geez. That I, I don't... was a fun episode. Yeah. I mean, I don't need live giving Peyton a laugh dance every episode, but like, <laughs> I mean, but like them, you know, it doesn't need to be them going to the strip club, but like it's them working together and her reacting to live, on the different brains has always been fun. Um, even, even though she's been in the know, 
um, about it. It's, you know, uh, so yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to that, um, to, to the genuine friendship moments between them, but also them kind of like being like crime fighters together in that respect. And then, um, I'm really looking forward to more of her relationship with, with, uh, with Ravi in whatever capacity that is, whether that's romantic or as friends. Um, I mean, we know we're getting, we're getting the love triangle, but I just think Ali and Rahul have such good chemistry together that no matter what kind of what the scene calls for they're just enjoyable to watch on screen and then i mean lastly kind of you know kind of what you uh sean you and blaze were saying just like about her like being a as her as a da like i want i want to see her doing things like her own way too you know her being able to um, you know, whether it's like a small time criminal or whether she gets involved with this whole Fillmore Graves thing, which I'm sure she will. Um, I want to see her being good at her job and, 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 you know, I guess taking a more active role, um, in it because we know Peyton's awesome and we all just want to see her be awesome. And so the fact that she's a regular now, um, I think will definitely give her, uh, those more opportunities. And for the folks at home who are waiting for this, the movie I was talking about, the Disney Channel original movie, was Cowbells, and it is oh. a cl- it is a classic. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that is Cowbells. Bells spelled B E L L E S. So you know the movie out- about her being an heiress or something like that, and having to work on a farm with her sister. Which, yeah, it was Ali and AJ who played those roles. Ex- I will read you the brief description. In order to learn how to be responsible, two wealthy teen sisters are forced to work in the family business by their exasperated father. When company funds go missing, it's up to the girls to save the day. <laughs> Damn right it is. It's a classic. It's a great film. So <laughs> check it out. But so, yeah, that's all I got. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I pretty much feel the same way as you, you guys do. I just... I really want to see that courtroom drama stuff. I don't know why. It just it just sounds enticing for this season to sort of do something different. And so we see the actual prosecution side or like the, the courtroom side of it. Because with all of these crime shows save Law and Order, most of the time it's just, oh, we caught the bad guy and that's the end of the show. We go home and we throw a party or something like that. And you never get to see... <laughs> if they go to jail or not. So, I don't know. That might just be the uh, criminologist part of my brain going, hey, um, whatever happened to such and such? Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, no, I just, I just feel the same way you guys do about pretty much everything. Excited that she's going to be on more and excited that she's going to be a bigger like part of the story now like she was a big part of the story already but now she's getting even a bigger piece of the pie so i think that does it for our character predictions i think so with intended voice crack um (laughs) so then we move on to our review slash recap of season one Episode six, which titles escapes my mind, having it has something to do with video games. If I'm it not is uh, virtual reality bites. Ah, yes. All right. So, 
anyone want to take a crack at any uh, thoughts? Yeah. Or even just a brief summary of the episode. I'll I'll do both. I mean, I'll quickly summarize it and because um, actually going through this again, watching this episode again, um, Blaze and I were talking a little bit about it before we got on air. Um, yeah, it's uh, so basically this episode, Blaze, uh, Blaze, Jesus, Blade. I can't even talk, guys. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> um, Liv eats the brain um, of uh, like a very disliked hacker who also um, is an agoraphobe. Uh, so for people who uh, you know don't remember what that is or, or don't know what that is, um, basically she's like a shut-in. She has extreme anxiety um, and feels unsafe if she kind of has to go outside of the comfort zone of her apartment. Um, so she uses like her hacking skills and uh, new video game skills to solve the crime, um, and she also her relationship with Lowell kind of starts and then stops and then picks up again by the end of the episode. And then we also have some big developments with Major and um, Major kind of piecing together who the Candyman is and getting kind of closer to that, uh, to that revelation about what they're doing with the kids and what exactly is going on. And then we have um, Liv's mom first meeting Blaine, getting that application to the working at the shop and finally Major Shavi, the, the photo of the Candyman, he sees that Blaine's there with him, he shows Liv, now they know that Blaine is behind more than likely behind the disappearances of all these kids um, so that's that's the major uh, gist of it all um, but, uh, but yeah I this episode's kind of hit or miss for me personally. Um, I think some of it's really funny, like the video game stuff, watching uh, Liv and Ravi kind of, uh, you know, play the play online together and kind of uh, work together like that. That was that, and Ravi's excitement about it's really goofy. And I think the um, the low Liv stuff is really charming as well. And I love the end scene with them when she kisses him and kind of expresses to him that she's, you know, she's trying to move on and that she thinks she's ready. I think that's a great moment for Liv because, again, we're seeing just kind of this, like, forward progress in her life. She's no longer kind of shackled to her old life or to kind of, you know, the the sadness that she felt in the, you know, in, those, in that very first episode. Um, she's seeing this new life as a zombie and seeing it as an opportunity. Um, and then, obviously, the major stuff is cool, too. I think just what drags this episode down for me a little bit is I'm just, I like not interested in the case of the week at all. And like, while it, um, while it leads to some fun with Liv and Ravi, it all just kind of feels like a little bit of filler. And then all this episode's doing, it's, it's setting up things to come, you know, like Liv's mom finally meeting Blaine, getting the application, you know, major starting to piece this stuff together it's setting up kind of the big moments that we know are coming. Um, but as a whole, it doesn't feel, I think, as satisfying as it should. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's definitely, like I said, it's, it's, it's fun in parts. There's some really good low live stuff, but it doesn't quite all come together for me personally. Yeah. Definitely. All right. I definitely feel similar. Um, 
I to me it felt like a setup slash like filler episode, and it's probably the first in the season to this point. Um, but yeah, it's not like it's not bad by any means. Um, they still do a filler episode well. I thought the video game stuff was pretty, pretty funny because like I'm a pretty big gamer and stuff, so I got like some of the references and thought they nailed that pretty well. And uh, it was enjoyable for me. Like it was a really enjoyable episode, but um, I didn't feel it was as like complex maybe or like complexly set up. Or, like, crafted, I guess. As other episodes we've seen. So, if you just heard that, that was my mother wooing. Um, (laughs) Don't know what she's wooing at. I just... She just was like, woo. All right. She's responding late to our exciting... uh, uh, Peyton excitement. (laughs) Yeah, don't think my mother actually watches the show. So, uh, <laughs> is she is she a Giants fan at all? San Francisco Giants? Uh, I don't know. Oh, okay. Is she a baseball Cause, fan? Cause possibly. Okay. Oh no, I, I just I know that sports are going on. I just am not paying attention to it. Gotcha. Oh, and no. there's a skateboarder going down the street. Gotcha. Just because interruptions. Get... <laughs> um. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Katrina, Hello. your thoughts on the episode? Uh, I was really excited that Lowell got introduced, <laughs> um, uh, and it was really nice to kind of see that that break from a character. I, I um, there are a lot of things about male love interests uh, on TV. Uh, that I, I don't think are fully formed because the idea of giving a woman a love interest and putting her in the lead is still something that's a little weird for people. Uh, I thought that it was really well done. I think that every man who gets involved with Liv uh, is complex, uh, is important, but does not steal her thunder. And I think Lowell was that perfect other half of her. And now I'm really sad because he's dead. <laughs> Ah, oh, they were my ship so hard. Like, I love Major. I love... Oh, yeah. sorry. Oh, wow, that is a spoiler, huh? But wait a second. Okay, anyway, I'm sorry. Spoilers. But, but I, you know, well, I mean, I, he's he, a zombie, he, so he's already dead. He's technically dead. He's dead. Nobody listens. He's dead. So. <laughs> uh, I, I'm really happy that, uh, that we got to see immediately such a well-fleshed-out character in Lowell and and we get to learn more and more about him as as episodes go on but it was it was just an awesome pairing uh to see take place and then uh as far as Liv becoming I was really excited for this episode because I have dealt with with the type of person that Liv becomes in this episode and so it was nice to kind of see her play within that that mindset world and then you know of course uh, the way it's done is just super, super, and it's, it's so, it's so real that I almost like had to stop and be like, whoa, <laughs> um, which just, you know, just kind of speaks to Rose's ability to take on personalities and still be lived so genuinely. Uh, so I, I really like, I mean, that continued appreciation for that. Definitely. Okay. Uh, 
I'm just a big fan of Lull's actor. Uh, yeah. He, I don't remember who he played on Merlin, but he was on BBC's Merlin. Uh, I think he played Arthur. I'm not 100% sure. My mind is blanking. Um, but <clears throat> I just... The character of Lull has always been one of my favorite, you know, side characters on the show. And I just... Yeah, the episode the episode was fine in my opinion. I mean, there were some parts. The initial case really didn't seem, you know, all that enticing. It's like, oh, he got an allergen shot at him with a confetti envelope. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's like. I mean, that's not really a glorious way to go out. You just open a card, it just shoots confetti at you, and you're like, okay, dead, plop, plop on the floor. Uh, <laughs> so that that part was really the only one that dragged, as I think Chris and Blaze were to point out. Uh, rest of the episode was fine. I enjoyed all the gaming references, because like Blaze, I'm a pretty huge nerd. Uh, and when it comes to games as well, I don't do MMOs, but I do understand the lingo to an extent. So, yeah. Overall, it was a pretty decent episode. By the way, Sean, he played Arthur on Merlin. I just looked Arthur? it up. Arthur? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Bradley. So. Confirmed and confirmed. <laughs> Bradley, yeah. Bradley James is the actor's name. And I, I wholeheartedly agree with you about just his presence as an actor. He's just got such an. You know, like, I don't know, like, this is, like, with the whole idea of, like, male love interest, too, there's, like, sometimes where an actor will come on and play a character that's supposed to be, like, so charming that the, you know, that the main character on the show just, like, obviously falls in love with him, but uh, Bradley James makes Lowell so, like, effortlessly, like, likable, and I think that has to do with a lot of his charisma, because I think he, I mean, the role is well-written, obviously, and that's where it starts. But I think he just brings um, a real likability to, to him. Uh, that it's not like tr- he's not trying too hard. And he's, and the character himself, you know, even going past uh, Bradley James as an actor, but the character himself never tries to, like, pressure live or, or force things. And it just, I don't know, it's just a really nice relationship to watch develop. Yes, Indeed. Indeed. Uh, anything else you guys want to discuss about the episode? I mean, yeah. I, I pretty much have nothing else other than I can just start throwing gaming references out left and right and not making any sense. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people, and this is just me and my friends because we talked about the episodes when the show was coming out. Um, I feel like a lot of folks may have like, seen this as a filler episode, but I think that uh, Lowell's introduction is an important part of what happens to Liz uh, coming up. So, uh, if this is an episode that anyone is thinking of skipping, please don't. It's a really fun episode. Yeah, oh. it definitely shouldn't be skipped. No, definitely. The, the fun parts over, you know, outweigh anything, and it is important to watch major piece together to the the whole Candyman thing because if you don't see him do that it's not as satisfying when he figures it all out 
either. Yeah. And uh, I think it's just, um, again, I think it's just more like, because we've all, we've talked a lot on here about, you know, iZombie when it's serialized better than when it's a case of the week. And I just think the case of the week elements in this episode hold it back a little bit from something like Flight of the Living Dead last week, which introduced Max Razor and just did a lot of interesting stuff. But again, there's no, I don't think I've really ever watched iZombie and gone, that's a bad episode. So No. Uh, this episode suffers from the fact that it has three plot lines in it instead of the typical two with shows like this. It has the case of the week, the relationship, and then Major's sort of story all intertwined into one. So one of them had to be the weak, weak link in this case, and that one just so happened to be the case of the week. Um, yeah. Because you can't really have three strong plot points going at once without something suffering. So... No, yeah. for sure. It's it's hard to balance that in any show, let alone one where you're dealing with such a high concept. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so I feel like for them to sort of introduce Lull and then also have Major Story, they were like, okay, we just kind of need to have a little bit of a weaker sort of overarching story and have it be, you know, not too complicated because viewers they feel like viewers may or may not get lost in it all so no for sure it is what it is yeah and i'll put this way i'll take a weak case of the week if we get to watch live become a gamer like exactly that's the thing (laughs) that the, the brain of the week is sometimes like okay i can take a weak case of the week if the brain of the week's great so um yeah if the brain of the week is funny we're all good yeah, I mean, definitely. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> Okey doke. So, awesome. I think that that's it for us. So, uh, let's do some shameless plugs of ourselves and where we can find ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're playing the shameless plug drinking game, have fun <laughs> with that. Oh, uh, I'll add extra shameless plugs in today. That's great. All right, so let's just uh, start with Blaze and then work our way from there. Um, you can find me. Um, I'll be around a lot this week on the internet on Twitter at Blaze Hopkins. I've got some Luke Cage episode reviews coming out tomorrow or Thursday. I've got a Flash review tomorrow. A bunch of other shows this week, so <laughs> check me out there. I also have a comic review up on the Marvel Report. Are the Luke Cage reviews up on the Marvel Report, or are those TV no, Over? I will do those. Um, I think those are later, but TV Over Mind will be this week. Okay. No, I think... Okay. Uh, but yeah, so I have all that. Um, and that's pretty much it. I have a busy week ahead, so... Looking forward to getting some sleep. Okay. Chris? Uh, yeah, you guys can uh, find all of my writing uh, at tvovermind.com. Um... If Well, this is Tuesday, so it's not tonight, but I just published a review of tonight's New Girl, and I'm about to work on my review of the new CW show, uh, No Tomorrow, which, if you like Jane the Virgin or Crazy Ex-Girlfriend or other like romantic comedy-like stuff that's on the CW, it's a really charming show. Check it out. Um, or and if you, you guys just can... like Joshua Sass. 
That's also a good show. Too. I mean, <laughs> for any ladies and or men out there, he is like half naked for a lot of the show. So there is that. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't sing though. I, I want him to sing at some point. But uh, but, but yeah. Um, but uh, but you know, it's it's a really good show. But uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at Seekinger13. That's where I'll be posting all this stuff and uh, be talking about iZombie, tweeting out all iZombie radio stuff as well. And uh, yeah, just as always, guys, thank you so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Uh, quick tangent. Uh, how do you feel about the New Girl Brooklyn Nine Nine crossover? Uh, you haven't seen it. You haven't seen it yet, right? No. Um, I just want your quick thoughts on that. Uh, it's not so much a crossover because not a lot of the characters really interact. Uh, I would say that both episodes on their on their own are very good episodes of each show, but as a as a crossover, there wasn't enough interaction for me to feel like it was really like successful. So, um, and if you want to check out my thoughts on New Girl, Sean. Read my review at tvovermind.com. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was waiting for. All righty. Yeah. And Katrina. <laughs> uh, you guys can find me anywhere if you search for the username Katrina O-H-C-A-T-R-I-N-A. Check out my column over on StarWars.com. Listen to this awesome show on the DCTV Podcast Network, where I have been popping around. Uh, for fun guest appearances on things like a giant show with all the ladies of our network recently. Um, Which was awesome. That was so much fun. It was the most ridiculous thing to put together, but it was lots of fun. (laughs) Um, It sounded like fun. Yay! Uh, 11 of you? (laughs) 11 of us. We had every every woman that we could possibly get from the DC TV podcast network just come and do like a uh, a ladies state of the network show. So if you guys haven't seen that just yet, uh, head over to the network page and you guys can find it. I think it's still. It's on the fresh. Legends of Tomorrow um, feed as well. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Because it's... Le- it's on the Legends of Tomorrow podcast. So uh, check that out, pretty please. And then finally, check out my other two podcasts, Kanan with Team Kanan, which update, updates weekly after Star Wars Rebels, uh, and Woman Up, uh, which is every Wednesday. Uh, with uploads on Thursday on YouTube. Yay. Awesome. And last is me, obviously. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So you can find me virtually, well, almost everywhere on the internet as Snarky, at at Snarky Sean. I did get the username for my Facebook page, so you can find me on Facebook, my, my Facebook page, where I just sort of share everything that I do there. Uh, it's at Snarky Sean or Facebook.com slash Snarky Sean. Um, I am the I am a senior writer, the uh, pop culture editor, and I guess I'm just gonna create my own title here and be the animation editor over at the Marvel Report because I'm literally the only person there who does animation uh, for the time being. Um, New York Comic Con was this last weekend, so there was a lot of gaming news, a lot of animation news. <sighs> Literally gaming news. It's just all Doctor Strange. Doctor <laughs> Strange everywhere. Um, that, and... that, I, that IMAX footage was insane, by the way. <sighs> I am so ready. Uh, a lot so of us nice. a lot of us who are in the SoCal area are doing, hopefully doing something for Doctor Strange soon. So, 
That should be fun. Poke me uh, for that. Yes. Um, and then I've got one other podcast. If you're a fan of my voice and want to hear me talk about superhero shows, or if you want to hear me talk about Power Rangers and everything else under the sun, the new trailer came out for Power Rangers. So I'm going to be discussing about a lot about that this this week. Uh, you can find me at the Geekishly Toku Podcast. So that's on Twitter at GeekTokuPod, uh, GeekTokuPod.blogspot.com, etc., etc. Just look up Geekishly Toku Podcast. You'll find me somewhere. Um, and that is a bi-weekly podcast about superheroes and spandex. <laughs> <laughs> and then for the show, you can find us on Twitter at iZombieRadio. On Facebook, facebook.com slash iZombieRadio. Uh, iZombieRadio.com, where we post our episodes as well as other fun, fancy things we feel like posting there. Um, let's see, am I missing something for iZombieRadio? Well, if you're listening to this, you're probably on iTunes, so please go rate and review us. If you're not subscribed, go ahead and subscribe. Um, and we are part of the larger DC TV podcast. So if you are a fan of Flash, Arrow, Supergirl, Legends of Tomorrow, Gotham, this show, DC movies, and now the DC classics, then uh, go there, dctvpodcast.com, and then dctvpodcasts across the internet. Whew, that was a lot. That was a mouthful. <laughs> But, yeah, that does it for us this week. Uh, stay tuned here for our following episode, episode seven of season one. And, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, guys, and we'll catch you all later. See ya. Uh, just don't eat any brain smoothies, please, for the love of God. No brain smoothies. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> bye, guys. All right, bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>